This is Margaret Coleman Frankowitz with another episode of Diabetic Survival. Okay, I'm going to do a disclaimer really fast because I'm going to be touching on some subjects today. Or a subject, I should say, where um, you may want to consult a doctor or a physician. And I actually got this information from a pharmacist, so you could consult one of those as well. But um, that'll be in today, later in today's topic what I'm actually going to talk about. So if I suggest anything, make sure you check it out with your doctor first. That's all I'm saying. You know, just give your give your doctor's office a call, check on it, see if it's right for you, and uh, definitely talk to a pharmacist, and definitely find out if there's any implications or anything. Uh, definitely discuss um, it with your pharmacist if you have other medications that you're on just to make sure that it's compatible with your situation. All right, with that being said, uh, I'm going to skip over the part that I'm going to talk about in the main part of the podcast and uh, put a company on blast that I used to work for. So that would be, drumroll please, okay, I don't have, I don't have my sound set up yet, so um, you're just going to have to imagine drumroll. But, okay, a business I used to actually work with. Good old Uber! Yay! Okay, there's applause there. Yay. Okay, just thought I would talk about it a little bit. Because I have talked about it a little bit in the past and about uh, certain occupations that are best for diabetics. So, I mean, really, any gig works good for a diabetic. I mean, uh, you know, you're, you, or let's say you have that 9 to 5 job, you need that little extra income or whatnot, gig work. That's what we've all have ran to. Uh, just pay that extra phone bill or that extra light bill or that surprise water bill because our water main broke or something of that nature, right? So I got to tell you this about the gig companies. It's, it, I think it might be lights out games over for the gig in- industry. I, I hate to admit it, but... I think it's dying the way of the dinosaur, especially now that the pandemic's ended. I don't know, my crystal ball's been broken, but I I seriously saw myself actually working as an Uber driver at least part-time, if not full-time, for the rest of my natural life, and I'll tell you why. Um, Okay, so uh, there's a couple things. Uh, I saw myself as working as an Uber driver because I really enjoyed the ride. I really enjoyed getting into my own vehicle, setting my own hours, and being able to pick up a customer whenever I wanted. And usually, as soon as I turned on the meter, or as soon as I turned on the application, um, I would get a customer. Somebody needed to go somewhere from point A to point B, and I was the person to deliver them from point A to point B. But during the pandemic, I mainly... um, drove for the the food industry so I did the food gigs and you know this this isn't a job to be taken lightly lightly because this is a job that actually probably pays anywhere between two and four times what your average working job can pay in some respects I should say in other words what I'm what I'm saying is is you work 10 or 20 hours with uber it's like you've worked a full 40 hours at any other job I'll just put it that way and then sometimes they even reward you by paying you even more. So just depending on how many customers or how many deliveries you're taking or whatever. So um, the gig situation 
was definitely ideal for me. Um, you do need to put into perspective though, you're going to be spending a lot of money on gas to actually do these deliveries or pick these people up. Um, you also have to put in respects to your car payment um, and of course uh, wear and tear on your car, your tires, etc. You're, you're just going to run your car into the ground. I'm telling you, within six months, you can easily do, um, just with a ride-sharing gig, you can easily do 20,000 miles. No joke. Maybe even more. Maybe 30,000. So, the reason why I know that is because I did it. And especially at 0.62 cents a mile, I was actually banking it. And um, had an app that decided it was going to break down on me, so then I had to end up taking um, a paper, like keeping a paper log of my miles, because for whatever reason, um, Uber doesn't want your actual mileage reported to, you know, whoever. And so anyways, uh, Stride, which is the main app that they actually use to track mileage, decided it was going to break down for several months. So if you didn't actually write down your mileage, you literally lost um, a whole bunch in tax savings right off the bat. But it was looking good for me as a potential business owner. I didn't actually work it long enough to actually um, create a business out of it. And as a matter of fact, it ended back in October, unfortunately. So I was actually kicked off the Uber profile, or the, the Uber platform, I should say. For nothing like they just let me go and unfortunately they have been doing this to a lot of gig workers and shame on uber so they're getting two thumbs down right now but not completely their fault um, the, the US government actually came out with some stricter standards that I guess uber just doesn't know how to get around so they've always been pretty good about getting around things um, but um, not this time the problem is, is they probably would have been one of the first companies to to openly admit that they've been laying off thousands upon thousands of workers. But you got to remember, we're independent contractors. We're not actual employees. So they don't provide our car for us. They don't put the gas in our tanks. We as a worker, Joe or Jane, we pay for that stuff. We pay for the maintenance on our cars. I think a lot of people lose perspective on this when they go to sites like Quora and start trying to find ways to cheap the system, such as they'll say questions like, how do I get a free ride out of Uber? Or what, what's a good number to complain and call to with Uber so that I can get a free ride the next time? So, I mean, you know, people, I understand that, uh, you know, um, the economy has affected you as well as, as me, the driver. But you know what? We already got cheated. Like back when I first started in April with the, the ride share, just so you know, when gas was five plus dollars a gallon, sometimes six, I had to pay that extra. So your ride was four dollars and I got to supplement your ride with my savings. It really wasn't worth it, but I thought I'd give it a good shot. You see, I knew that with the gas fluctuating the way that it was, that when gas prices actually came down, I would finally be making a profit as long as I got paid more for your ride than what I was actually getting, having to pay at the pump for a gallon of gas. So I had a system going where it wasn't making me rich by any means, but I certainly wasn't broke. 
So luckily I have insight to this and there's a couple of uh, very wise people um, within Uber and outside of Uber who know this as well. They know that Uber's going downhill. Like unless things change, it's, it's dead. And they're already talking about striking around Thanksgiving. We're almost around Thanksgiving time where they don't want any drivers out on the road because there are people driving in Houston, Texas at uh, 2.50 a ride and they're not able to actually see what's on their dash because um, now I know this is the case with Lyft. You have to be able to earn that in order to actually get that $2.50. So they're, they're going into contracting absolutely blind. Now, I, I do know that anybody as an independent contractor who, for instance, is building a house, you're not going to go into the project blind and, and not hope for just any pay. You're going to want to set costs so that you can cover your own costs. You're going to want to set uh, labor costs as well. So you need to know what your bottom line is going to be so you can actually place that bid. So we're not able to place that big bid with Uber or Lyft um, when you're starting out. They, they make you earn that. You have to actually lose money for your first 100 rides before you'll ever know how much you're making. And then when you do find out what you're making, you're going to reject 10 rides out of 11. And if you reject too many rides, then you'll be penalized and you'll be deplatformed for that as well. So I've seen it all. I've heard it all uh, through the Uber channel and through people actually fighting for the rights of Uber, etc. to make them actual workers and stay independent contractors, etc. But people are really kind of wishing that they did actually go to the hourly because then at least then they can be guaranteed their, you know, $10 an hour or whatever they want to set it to because God forbid they set it at $7.25 and at least they can depend on that. But also I would hope that they would actually price it to where you're getting paid for the wear and tear on your car and also for your car payment and also for the price of fuel which can reach for some people if they're driving full-time anywhere between four to eight hundred dollars a month if not more like that's no joke either I've I've paid the pretty penny for fuel and uh, so the fuel companies are the winners in that situation okay so I just thought I'd actually touch on that a little bit so if you happen to be an Uber driver, please pay attention to what's going on and when they're striking in your area. And please join them because it's the only way that you're going to have your, your voice heard. But I, I will be real with you. They, Uber may not have any control over it even if they wanted to listen to you, which they probably don't. I know Lyft does not ever listen to me, so um, I certainly know that Uber, they used to pretend to listen to me, but they used to get pissed off at the little things that I used to say to you, such as, do you think I can have upfront earnings, like be able to see exactly what I'm making? They were a little bit upset about that. So whatever Uber, whatever Lyft, your companies, I'm sorry, but you know, I have nothing to do with your companies going downhill. You kind of did it to yourself there. Kind of shot yourself in the foot. Okay. Moving on to today, today's topic. Um, now I happen to know a pharmacist. Yes, a pharmacist. And we had a nice and interesting talk about diabetes today because I happen to have diabetes, just like you probably have diabetes or maybe pre-diabetes. And he claims to be pre-diabetic. He's probably borderline or whatnot. So anyways, I was just asking about the medication that he's on. And... He claimed that, well, first and foremost, if you're a metformin, you're on the oral pill form, which I already knew this, metformin reigns supreme still. But there are other drugs out there. 
there are other different medications. Which is the reason why I gave you the disclaimer in the beginning. You know, don't try anything unless you check this out with your doctor or your pharmacist first, or both. Get second opinions, whatever, because it's kind of like, it's kind of a hard thing to deal with, what, what, what I'm going to be talking about next. And, and, and I'm going through it too, so I'm like, you might be going through it, or you may have a loved one who's going through that. And if you know a diabetic, for goodness sakes, make sure you share this page with them, because I have all kinds of useful information through my podcast. Uh, some stuff you may laugh about, some things may actually inform you. So, you know, take it, take everything with a grain of salt, but then I hope that the stuff that is useful helps you. Okay, so he he actually revealed to me, I'm not going to name who it was, I'm just going to say he's been a pharmacist for a long time, and this guy is awesome. Anyways, he takes uh, a drug called Ozepec. And the reason why I'm mentioning this, otherwise I, w- I would not be mentioning this if I didn't, like, right after talking to him, look this up online, and wouldn't you know it, a, there were, they actually did a news article on Ozepic, and how, and it wasn't on diabetes, mind you, it was actually on how people are actually losing weight on Ozepic, and it was something that my, you know, my, my friend pharmacist told me about as well, so... I uh, looked into it a little bit and come to find out that they're actually, like, there's a shortage of Ozepec. Like, it's a very popular drug, I guess. So, like, hint, hint, this lady lost 60 freaking pounds on Ozepec. And it's, it's something that the pharmacist mentioned as well to me, that um, you can lose weight on it. And I think it was the same medication my doctor actually mentioned to me as well, that you can lose weight and it's actually an injection and it's just like a little small needle it's just kind of like a pinprick you poke yourself with it a little pokey and uh you put the medication in your body and then you're done all right famous words they don't like me using that word at work all right all right all right i'm going to use that word here anyways he went into detail because you know i, I told him I'm, I'm like i'm a metformin girl which i will always be a metformin girl and He's like, you never know, your doctor might want you on metformin and on this other drug as well. And I'm just kind of like listening to him. I'm just like, there's no way I want to inject and take metformin at the same time. Metformin works miraculously for me. It does a great job. I'm a metformin girl. But I'm telling you, now that he has mentioned that you can actually lose weight on it, I'm starting to think... You know, I could I could use to lose 30, maybe 40 pounds. This may not be a bad drug. I, I got to admit. Like, I mean, it's just a pinprick, like, once a week. Like, you can walk around once a week. You don't have to take pills twice a day. That's kind of nice. I mean, I'll still have to take, like, my high blood pressure medication once a day. Once a day. But to just be able to... That, that's, like, luxurious to me. Like, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. I've been doing the same thing for, like, 12 years. So I wanted to know, what is this Ozepec, anyways? I mean, what, like, is it FDA approved? Not that I necessarily trust the FDA, because they don't necessarily test things for six years anymore. But Ozepec is actually a more concentrated version of a different type of diabetic drug that they had, which they had huge success with. So they just took it and rearranged the molecules a little bit, and now it's like, uh, like... The drug that it used to be, which I forgot the name of it, but they actually had to, like, you had to inject yourself 
think it was twice a day with this drug. And uh, so with a new drug, Ozapec, you're, you're injecting yourself once a week. Okay. Like it's doing something to the cells in your body to where they're actually accepting the things that they need to accept now. Like, uh, yeah, so it's, it's really cool. So, so it's really cool for me to actually be able to chat with somebody who knows what A1C is. And that's my pharmacist friend. Like, he's the only other person that knows what an A1C is besides my doctor. So I get along with the people who know what A1C is. Like, everybody else who doesn't know what, like, a, a meter is and doesn't know what A1C is and doesn't even know what, like, a like a diabetic doesn't have to die and stuff of that nature they're not like they're not in sync with me <laughs> so like my my life does revolve around diabetes it really does um it's it's an, it's an actual fascination to me and i've called it a superpower before i i'm, I'm not taking that back it is a superpower it would have been a superpower ten thousand years ago would have kept my ancestors alive and um that's that so i think especially after this last spell where um biden kind of changed things for the nation i mean our nation has been in in all kinds of turmoil people have been laid off from jobs i mean at least they have severed severance packages that's a luxury that i don't even get and most americans don't even get so i don't even feel sorry for them it's just like suck it up buttercup just like i have to only you have an advantage of actually having a money package to send you off t until you can figure it out yeah so people are going from twitter to mcdonald's i think and they're crying driving away in their tesla cars which of course elon musk is probably laughing about okay i kind of stole that off of twitter but you know i still thought it was funny so back to Ozapec. Now there are other injectable drugs as well. Um, I think that um, this pharmacist guy I was talking to you about now through his insurance, he actually has an insurance card, which actually gives him, um, uh, it, it actually reduces the cost of his medication to about $25. Now there's some injectable medications where it's once a week. And I mean, I've heard it as high as 700 bucks. So, obviously, if you don't have that kind of money to spend, I'd probably stick to the $7 a month metformin or $10, whatever it is. Whatever your insurance says you can have it for. And by far, even my pharmacist friend said that metformin is the superior alternative at this point. And there's not a lot we can do about diabetes. I mean, you can starve yourself and lo and behold... You still have diabetes. You tell your doctor, but I haven't even been eating. And your doctor would say, well, your liver's been hard at work making sure you survive with your superpower. There you go. Okay, and if anybody's listening at work, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so I got to tell you why I'm saying that, by the way. So the place that I actually currently work at, um, I, I got busted for saying all right. I think I said it only twice in the sentence when I was on the phone. And I just kind of looked at her and I said, you know what? I can say all right whenever I want to. I can say it five times on my podcast or I can say it 50 times on my podcast if I wanted to. I'm like, uh, maybe it's not all right with you if I say all right. But on my podcast, I can do whatever I want to. And if I'm like, if I have my own podcast, who are you to speak? 
And she's like, yeah, but you're, you know, you're working in telemarketing right now. And I, I feel like turning around and like tripping her, but I didn't. I actually apologized to her and told her her purse looked really nice because, you know, of course I need that job. So, because <laughs> I'm not working at Uber anymore. <laughs> I think she's going to be a nice lady, but if she's not, trust me, I will be on here to blast her later on. Okay, so um, anyways, yeah, check with your doctors about the injectables, like once a week, if you, especially if you need to lose weight. Um, this is, is kind of kind of cool, but also you need to remember now that uh, we know that this diabetic drug helps diabetes, but also helps you to lose weight, that the general population is going to want to pretend like they're diabetic, which is okay, because basically what it would do is lower the cost of the drug anyways, or put it in short supply, which is actually demanding the increase of the price because more people want it. Oh. But I guess, of course, if your goal is being skinny and going to the gym, lifting weights, and being the best possible you, you can be. That's one of the reasons why I mentioned it. I'm not even on it yet, but uh, when I go to my doctor's office next month, guaranteed I will be asking about it as well even though I really love my metformin I, I trust my metformin my metformin has done me well over the past years along with the keto diet um, I have found that with my diet changing because of the way that the economy is sometimes I cannot get access to eggs they're just not in the price range anymore they went from six dollars to twenty dollars I buy them by the case by the way um that I've had to look at other food alternatives because you know what the money has to come from somewhere and when you're getting cut short through your workplace you may not have no alternative but to eat carbs so if this shot or whatnot allows me to eat carbs again and my blood sugars go down then that's great because all I, I all I want to be and all anybody else wants to be is at least normal and not judged and not ostracized and not ridiculed and not thrown out to pasture and be able to actually achieve anything that anybody else would actually be able to achieve. So we're all trying to get the upper edge out there. All right. And with that being said, I want to thank you very much for supporting this channel, especially my, my uh, pharmacist buddy out there, um, for supporting this channel and uh, for your continued listening and for being a great audience, thank you so much for listening over the years. Um, I, I really have enjoyed some of your letters. <laughs> so some of them have made me laugh. Um, and thank you very much for supporting this channel because we cannot do this without you. So um, if you have enjoyed this, please drop me a line, share your support. I will write you back and life will be good. All right. So. Um, you can always write me at uh, margaretrico2015 at gmail.com. And I hope to hear from you soon as well. So uh, expect a letter back. All right. Again, this has been Margaret Copeman Frankowitz with the Diabetic Survival Channel. Be nice to each other, if nothing else. Try to do kind deed for somebody. Oh, speaking of kind deeds, I kind of like. I gotta belt this out a little bit. You know, I don't always tell my kind deeds, but sometimes I do. I, I just thought of something. When I think of something slick to do that's like nice for somebody else, I gotta share it because I want you guys to try it too, okay? 
So I, I, I knocked on my neighbor's door. She didn't have much food, right? And <laughs> this is hilarious. I asked her for two eggs and a cup of milk. And she happened to have it. And she's kind of looking at just her last two eggs and, and you know, she doesn't have much milk. So, um, I'm like, would you like some cornbread? She's, I'm like, she's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, give me two eggs and, and a cup of milk. And she didn't realize that that's what it takes to make cornbread, right? So I went home, cooked some cornbread with her, her two eggs and milk, and then brought her a pan of cornbread. I brought her a couple pieces anyways. And... She just kind of looked at it. I'm like, now look at what two eggs and a cup of milk can do. <laughs> so, so I got to feed my neighbor. And it was actually very filling. Cornbread is very filling. But it has loads of carbs in it. Just pre-warning you. And I had to use buttermilk instead of milk. That was very odd and weird. And I just realized how much corn syrup is in buttermilk. Like, ridiculous. Why are they putting corn syrup in buttermilk? Okay, again, that is a different story for another day. And no, I'm not going to explain why I was eating cornbread. I was just using up a batch of cornbread that I've had in my cupboards that was just about ready to expire because I never eat that stuff. So, anyways. Alright, so try to be kind to each other and be magical with your neighbors. It's, it's kind of surprising what goodness can actually do. And have a great day.